Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome all you cool ghouls and friendly fiends. Once again, this is the House of the Unusual podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky. With me, as always, is the maestro of mail-order mysteries, Eddie Guevara. Also with us, our returning guest is horror magician extraordinaire, Chuck Caputo. Gentlemen, how's it going? Okay, pretty good. Awesome. So we are coming off of the Halloween weekend, and we've all had some some things go on that we'll we'll get into. I know Eddie was at Chiller, and Chuck had a, a ton of shows and all that. But before we get started, we're just going to touch real quick on some friends of the show. Uh, don't forget to stop off at c-monkeys.com for your latest underwater sea monkey needs. If you're looking for magic or illusionist reference books and history books about it, look no further than 1878 Press. Uh, ran by our buddy Dave Haversat. That's 1878press.com. Also, our favorite new comics magazine, Stupid Comics Magazine, has issue number five out. It has a great Halloween cover with the Frankenstein monster, Igor the Bride, and it looks like a Dr. Frankenstein himself. So that's stupidcomicsmagazine.com. And don't forget, that's spelled S-T-O-O-P-I-D. So check them out. Also on YouTube, check out our brother Chuck Caputo on his YouTube site, Sherry Caputo. That's C-H-E-R-I. Got tons of great magic videos on there. And if you need some more, you could come over to the House of the Unusual YouTube page. We have Chuck's uh, weekly corner there where he goes into all kinds of uh, cool magic tricks. We have my Crypto Classics uh, review section and tons of other videos up there. So go check us out, man. Hit up both of those sites. Subscribe to both of them. man. we want to up those, those subscriber numbers as high as we could get them. Hit the notification button and like our videos and leave a comment there. And once you're all done with all that, head over to the houseoftheunusual.com. That is our, our home base right there, man. We have a great forum site. And I want to call attention to a post that just came up not too long ago. It looks like by a new member. And he started a section called Super Ring Advertisement. Did you ever buy one of these? And I'm sure Eddie will be able to respond to this. So that's why I want to bring it up. And hopefully this uh, person's listening. Uh, He goes by the name of L. Balabs. Hopefully I I said that right. And uh, in his post here, he writes, I'm so glad I found this forum and other people who have a fondness for old comic book ads and novelties. I remember one product called a Super Ring that I always wanted to buy. Yes, I envisioned amazing powers and all the stuff I could do with it. (laughs) I can't recall if I ever did send cash in the mail to get it, but never received it, or if it was just one of those products that I just always wanted. Let me know if any of you ever purchased this and how it worked or what it did. I sure would also like to see pictures of this super ring if you did buy one. And uh, he has a picture of the... um, original advertisement there and um i don't know eddie i'm gonna turn it over to you what what do you know about this super hypno ring um to be honest you i need to see the ad there was quite a few of them in fact they had the uh george reeves ring one time back in the early 70s um they had a lot of different rings they had the batman ring they had the the one i can remember the most famous one i think was the dick tracy one that this one Let me read you the uh, advertisement real quick, what it says in there, because it's real small. It says, Super Ring. It says, you can now control devices with an invisible magnetic field with your Super super Ring. Demonstrated on ABC TV and featured in magazines and newspapers. Includes Super Ring, Activator, and Instructions. Only $3.50 plus $0.50 postage. I know exactly what ring you're talking about right now, Joe. I just saw the ad in my head. (laughs) <laughs> I, it, it shows a, like a hand punching and the ring is like in the in the finger there in the center yeah yep. I, yep i know the ad right now i'm just like in the top of my head i know exactly what are you talking about what that was really that ring believe it or not i have that ring it's a magnetic ring it has a magnet inside so you're able to move things with it I, and chuck is very well aware of what i'm talking about because 
magnetic rings that are sold them on magicians for years. Oh, yeah. They, they usually look like a, a round ring with no features on it. Right. It's the ring you put in, they use it to float in the air. They use the rings when they're going to move, like, let's say, cards, and they, they have like a piece of metal on top of the card. And it's like under. So that ring, yes, I know exactly what ring it is. Uh, when did I buy that? I didn't buy that in the comic. I didn't send away for it. I believe I got that in a flea market. The guy was selling it with a copy of the ad. And I think he sold it to me for $5. Um, and this is in a flea market called the PAL in uh, New Jersey. It's in Wayne. It's uh, It's been there for many years. Um, you know, I'll, I'll give a shout out to Mr. Jim there and uh, Charlie, uh, which were with me in Chile this weekend. And Jim will remember when I did purchase that ring a couple of years ago, probably like, I don't know, seven, eight, ten years ago, give or take. Um now, uh, what I wanted to tell you guys is, well, I was over at Chiller this weekend, and this is exciting because I was able, unfortunately, Car Carol Monroe, and you guys know Carol Monroe is, she's also uh, worked in many, many films. She was in the Golden Vo uh, Voyage of Sinbad. Uh, she was the um, girl shooting at uh, Roger Moore in the helicopter, and uh, at least the spy who loved me. She also did Dracula with... Um, Christopher Lee, uh, Dracula, I think, 79. I mean, she has so many movies under her belt, it's crazy. But one of the favorite movies of uh, Chuck right here is The Alias Dr. Fine. Oh, man. And uh, she was Victoria in that price, which is kind of funny because Vincent Price's real daughter is named Victoria, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> But the thing is, I asked the daughter, because I, I did text the mom about being, uh, I guess, in one of our upcoming shows. Uh, she's in England and she's doing some traveling right now. I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work and what day we can have her on. But the but other thing is I did show Sarah Karloff how to log in when I sent her the link through her computer and all that stuff. And I think next week, if God willing, Sarah Karloff is going to be our guest. Wow. If not, it'll be the next week after because you got to remember, she just left Chiller. She's got to go back to California. Uh, she, I think California where she has one of uh, her places over there because of the fires and stuff. She was kind of displaced for a while. Um, not sure exactly. Uh, you know, I, I did talk to her about it and stuff, but uh, she was such a fabulous person. And you know what's so funny? Of all the years I've known Sarah, I can swear she's aging backwards. Yeah. Um, she looked really, really nice. Um, I was very shocked. She really took a good picture. I think I sent it to you, Chuck, and, and you, Joe. Um, if did I send it to you guys? Yeah, she looked great. She, I mean, yeah, she, yeah, she, she looked. Yeah, she does. She looks like she might be in her like mid sixties or early sixties. Yeah, she looks fantastic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was really, really amazed at it, and um, and she was such a sweetheart. She obviously, you know, signed the book. I came across in Chiller. I've never seen the book before. But it was by Midnight Marquis, and it was uh, Boris Karloff in the cover. And actually, one of the videos, I don't know, Chuck, if, you, if I send you that particular video, she was trying to figure out who wrote the book. Uh, there was no, you know, they said who was, co you know, who collaborated with the book, mm -hmm. but it didn't say specifically who wrote the book. Um, it was such a phenomenal book. I said to her, listen, Sarah, if you like, you can have it. And she goes, no, absolutely not. So I was able to get her a second copy. So I, I'm actually, as a gift. She won't, She doesn't even know, but I'm going to send it to her. Oh, that's great. Um, I just received it today. And I, Joe, this is funny. I was also able to get the same book, but with Bella Lugosi on the cover. And, and it's really, a, it's a phenomenal book. I think I sent you the copy of what it looks like. And the Bella Lugosi looks really, really awesome too. Um, yeah, I'm trying to look at the photos you sent me. I, I don't no, you didn't send me the one with the Bela Lugosi. No, no, I, I just got that today in the mail. Oh, okay. I send you, but it's the same company or, or publisher. A, a Midnight Marquee? Yeah. Okay, that, cool. That's a fabulous book and stuff. But um, then I was also able to meet a phenomenal person, which was um, Flash Gordon uh, from the movie, obviously. And this man was really nice. You know, we were there talking. I, I got lucky because uh, apparently... Um, this guy, Kevin, had called. Kevin is the guy who, who produces Chiller. And he had called Tammy, which is the daughter of uh, Carol Monroe, and asked her if she would be able to fly over from California and help out. So she did. 
And when I saw her there, it kind of gave me a little in with Flash Gordon there. So we got a very good deal on the autographs, you know. I mean, for a fabulous deal. I also did get his email, and I asked him, would he be willing to be in our show you know, in a future podcast? And he says, certainly. He said he was going to be traveling for a couple of months, but he said in about three to four months to you know, reach out to him. He, he said he would be more than happy nice. uh, to be a guest. So, yeah, it was a fabulous day. We had fun. The two hours I spent there, I made a killing with a lot of nice stuff. And it, again, it, it just made my collection grow bigger than I wanted to. And um, how it always works. <laughs> yeah, but what's scary is we're talking about uh, possibly buying a property. Um, <laughs> and if I have to move my collection, I think I'm, I'm so scared of that that I, I kind of wish that I don't. I mean, I, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unless Joe and, and um, Todd and, and, and Chuck, you guys can come up here and give me a hand, you know. Absolutely, man. For that, uh, for the hey. uh, the cardboard submarine, sure. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll no, it. of course. No. <laughs> I was gonna. I was also gonna bring up our friend Todd, uh, Todd Dakina Sea Monkeys. I actually spoke with him the last two or three days. I spoke with him twice, and I think that the reason he hasn't been. In fact, he told me that while he was away, some of the sea monkeys uh, were misbehaving. Uh, and he was going to be taking care of them for a few months before he has to take the belt out on them. <laughs> well, I heard he's doing some executions and stuff, so it must be a little tough for him, you know. Oh man, yeah, but he's doing fine, he's doing fine. Um, he said, Eddie, I I just didn't think it was going to be so tough, but um, <laughs> he made it. I, I, the fact is, it's been already almost two weeks, all right, good. and we're okay. The man will be back soon, and um. Good. Well, Todd, Todd, if you're you're listening out there, you as soon as you get well, we got to get you on the podcast because it's been too long. It, it has definitely Absolutely. been too long. Yep, definitely been too long. So uh, go ahead, Joe, take it. From so, so Chuck, you've you've had a. Uh, we were talking before we started recording uh, about Halloween. I guess you were pretty busy out there doing shows. Yeah, man, I tell you what, I did about 25 shows for the whole month and I actually had to turn down a few of them. Uh, you know, I don't really have anybody to pass it to anymore. There's a couple older guys that I knew who were who were fantastic magicians, but but they passed away. So I just I just tell people, you know, check online. You might find something if you Google like Pittsburgh magicians or something like that. But yeah, there was a lot of outdoor things I did, a lot of fall festivals, uh, private functions and so forth. Uh, you know, man, I'm just tired. I'm still recovering, but, uh, yeah. Hey, but, Hey, but Eddie's right about the ring. Yeah. There is a ring that us magicians use. It's called a PK ring. P is in Paul. Yeah. Uh, it's a PK ring and it's a, it's a magnetic ring. And yeah, I mean, so basically it does aid in certain things. It even turns certain things on that operate via a, a read switch, you know, what, like a hidden magnetic switch and so forth. Those things really do come in hand, you know, so that, yeah, that, that ring from the ad sounds, sounds pretty cool, actually. You know, one quick yeah. thing I did want to mention guys is on Halloween night, I did sit down and I watched some spooky stuff. I watched psycho man. That brought, brought back memories uh oh nice uh that was a man you know i haven't watched that in probably 15 years yeah uh, it's probably been a good 20 years since i've i've seen that one oh fantastic the way hitchcock filmed everything too it was really great when uh, the inspector arbogast got stabbed falling down the steps backwards that was really cool man he was uh that was um uh i forget his name right now but yeah that was a great that was a great movie i think what i was I was well after our trick or treating because it was five to seven, and then I had to get ready for uh, for work at nine. But after I got done taking care of the dogs and all that, I I caught on uh, the monster. Ch- I think it was on, was it on the monster channel or it was on something I was watching, and it was um, the black cat with uh, Boris Karloff and Bela oh, Lugosi. Yeah, it's been a while. So I I caught it somewhere in the middle, and I did. I only got to watch about forty five minutes of it, and. But yeah, that was that was my Halloween viewing. I had watched some earlier stuff that was on, uh, uh, I think it was on the Monster Channel. I had playing while I was doing stuff around the house and everything. But it, well, isn't the movie forty five minutes long? <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think you miss much, uh, Joe. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not long. I think just a little over an hour. Well, um, a, a little. Well, tell you what, I'm, I'm going to bring in some t- uh, thing into the topic here. A little heat here. Uh, uh, the difference when you mentioned the power ring in case the person is listening, which I hope he is, 
The only difference between the PK ring that Chuck talks about is that those are a solid one piece. The mm-hmm. power ring was a kind of plastic, and then it had on the end of it a little round magnet, like the magnets you put like in your refrigerator holding right. up paper. It was a right. little teeny round thing, and basically that's the only difference between that ring and the other rings. But when they say power ring, of course, you know, in the ads, they blew it up to the <laughs> next film, you know? Let's make it, you know, in fact, you'll wear this ring and you'll probably take over the world. You'll be able to hypnotize with... <laughs> Well, if you're able to, if you're able to find your ring, throw some pictures up online of it. I'd like to see what it, it looks like as well. Yeah, that would be I, cool. I probably, you know what? In in fact, I got to be honest with you. I got quite a few rings. I actually probably have over a hundred different rings that are wow. novelty rings. And the reason I came across this is because that power ring, first of all, is a plastic little thing. It and, and if the back of it is actually where it separates. You know what I'm saying? So if it's the different sizes. Oh, I think okay. mine's is red, if I'm correct. The um, the reason I came across this curse, Kav Kavarash, the artist who's working on the book cover and who's been a phenomenal person in my life as a friend and everything as an artist, uh, he uh, he wrote and designed. Actually, he drew for the Ring Guide, which is a this magazine of a book that gets published, I think, once every year. And it has the the value of uh, like over the street value of rings, uh, novelty rings. Oh wow! Um, that prize guy. And one day, he really wanted the sk- the skull ring that was sold by the Lucky Company in comic books. So I was able to get him. Uh, not a, it's actually a duplicate of the original, which was uh, sterling silver instead of the original. They call it, I think, cranium. I forgot the name of the metal it was made. Uh, but, you know, he got an exact duplicate. And he's, I mean, he was such over heels with it because he's something that he always wanted as a kid. Absolutely. And uh, now the lucky ring, I believe I have one that I probably had as a kid. And I think I also had a pirate one. I don't know if it's still in my possession. I don't know if I lost it in the fire. I don't recall. I remember seeing it. In fact, I could say this much. I had four skull rings that were heavy duty that I was going to send to Kev Kavaraj. And along the way, somehow, I put them somewhere to send them to him. And I think the creature from the Black Lagoon might have sneaked up in the middle of the night, took them into his domain or abyss, and I've never seen them. But this is the reason I'm saying I have so many rings is because there was a person on eBay that I think for $72, this is about two years ago, was selling over 100 novelty rings. And he had them all, he or she, I don't know who it was, had them all in a display case with rings because they used to sell them Mm -hmm. uh, through mail order, whatever. And for whatever reason, health issues, they were selling the whole collection. And I paid the 70 something dollars. And I kind of got a little mad on that because they, you know, they showed a picture of all the rings in a black case. And I thought I was going to get them. Instead, they sent them to me in a bag, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, not in the case that they had it displayed in. But I I mean, I'm telling you, there must have been 20 different skeleton rings. They were magnetic rings. They were the ones, if you guys remember the wolf whistle ring. Oh, yeah. There was. There's a metal one and there's a yep. black one in there. In fact, the, the wolf whistle ring is sold in a lot of comic books. I think it was sold actually by the original Fun Factory, which I acquired. Um, it was also sold by um, the big three, and it shows a wolf in the side, and it, you know, like a, a cartoon wolf. And what it is, and you you know what it is, Joe, right? You blow into the ring, and it goes like, woo, woo. That's cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I remember those. Yeah, oh man, I used to. Yeah, I remember that. I used to. I think I used to have one of them. Well, that brings that brings back memories, man. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then, if you guys remember, there were also a couple, several of the mood rings. Remember in the '70s when the mood rings became oh, popular, heck, Joe? Next, yeah, that was. Cool. Uh, I mean, yeah, everybody... we, yeah, those were we. Those were big and wearing them to to grade school and all that. The mood <laughs> rings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like big a big thing, and then the mood ring things started hitting the. That's like along the time of uh, remember slap bracelets? Oh yeah, slap bracelets. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, what about? Let me see if you guys remember. I think this is what this was one of the very first and most successful 
mail order item that was sold in television ever. Remember the gut buster? Which oh, was those yeah. things that you tied it to your doorknob, yep. light on the floor, and you put one thing around your foot, and then you would pull on the pulley with your arm. You remember those, Joe? I, I do remember that. The gut? No, I don't remember. It was called the, the gut buster. What it was is you lie down on the floor. You have two ropes with two pulleys that attach to the doorknob. And then what you would do is when you would lift the right, the, you uh, pull the, the right rope down, your foot would go up. And the, the opposite, you know, it was really stupid. It was just two ropes and two pulleys. And I think at the time it was like 20 something dollars, which was pretty expensive between shipping and that. What was the exercise machine? No, no, no. It wasn't. It was an exercise thing. But this is like the very first exercise stuff they were selling. Uh, there were uh, this kind of goes around. I, I would say uh, they started selling this because I know uh, what's her name, uh, Susan from Three's Company. What's her name, Susan? Is this the one that had a spring in the middle? No, no, no. That one, that later, Susan. Oh, Suzanne, uh, Suzanne Summers. Susan yeah. Summers made that right. very famous. The uh, that was called like the pelvic something muscle thing. Mm -hmm. But before that, if you look it up in the computer, if you can. The gut buster put 1970s gut buster. Oh, you'll see what it what it looked like. Um, but let me tell you something. At that time, they had the Bowflex, not the Bowflex, the um, the one that you supposed to measure your strength. There's a lot of food coming up when I'm looking at it. <laughs> yeah, no, you sandwiches. Just put ma mail order, mail order exercise device. <laughs> I mean, I'll send you pictures of it because I still have an original too in the original packaging. Um, but the, uh, the other thing that was very famous too, there was a thing called, uh, and I think I spoke to you, uh, Chuck recently that I had three of them yeah. and I'm like, I can't believe what was that called? The, uh, the one that had the two strings in the sanding, it was a, a steel thing and you pushed it in and it measured how strong you were. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of the name. I, I can't, I can't remember the name. It was something that yeah. you grabbed both sides. Yep. Both sides had like a thing where you put your hand on, uh, like a plastic piece. It looked like a big tube and you squeezed it in and it had two uh things mm -hmm. along the side that you can also pull and it was supposed to create muscles but let's go back to honor house and johnson smith honor house had one of the most successful ads ever for that back in the in the 70s and that was where it says muscles of steel mm -hmm. which was that that rubber bed piece that you're supposed to it was a chest pull yeah it was a big black rubber and, and i mean i wanted to buy that because i thought it was going to make me super strong <laughs> and <laughs> I really wanted that as a kid, you know. Yeah, my so, my my uh, brother actually bought that man. Yeah, it was a it was a band, an elastic band. There was a dowel rod sewed into each end of it, and then you got a bunch of directions, you know, and stuff. And uh, yeah, he's seven years older than me, uh, and he he bought that probably in nineteen seventy one, somewhere in that era. Era. They they actually had the one you're talking about had like the dowel and. Uh, plastic parts in each side yeah and then yeah. i think one of them the one i have appears in uh, mail order mysteries and but there's also another one that appears in mail order mystery which was a one piece rubber mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that came from honor house um that particular one the one piece rubber that didn't have it just had like a thing where you put that myself i think you know i don't know if i if i had it or not i can't recall but i think i did because I recall seeing it, but I think that went up in, in poof, in flames in 1995 when I had the storage facility fire. Yeah, yeah. Because never, I've never seen it since. But, you know, those are the things that when we look back in time and we look at mail order and, and you know, the stuff that was sold. Um, in fact, I remember that there was another one that this was geared towards women. And it said that it would make a woman's buttocks big. And what it, the way it was, it was basically a rubber and the rubber, you would tie it to your ankle. And then from your ankle, you would tie it again to a doorknob <laughs> and the oh girl would just like, goodness. you know, pull the, the leg back and forth. And I'm like, come on, man. Oh. <laughs> but, but this is the stuff that's sold for 20, $30. Yeah, I know we need to come but, up with a, we need to come up with a good gimmick, man. You know, I mean, Oh my God. Yeah. Well, that's, well, I was going to sell, uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys think this is good, but I was going to sell uh, hair that uh, basically attaches to your forehead and your hair. So if anybody was going bold, the hair, you just throw it there and it attaches. There you go. <laughs> patch you go. Just a patch of hair. Grow hair. Yeah, grow <laughs> hair, man. Not a hair piece or not, but something that we just attach in there, you know? <laughs> hey, I could, hey, I could probably use that, man. I'm getting old here, you know? 
Wow. You know, I, I seen on television, I mean, because th- th- let me put it this way to you guys. You would think with the amount of knowledge I have in mail order, which I myself have created, uh, you know, back in the day, hundreds of ads. And I sold hundreds of things through Boys Life magazine, Popular Science, Popular Mechanic, right way before the Internet ever came in. Right. You would think I would know better. Well, not too long ago, about three weeks ago. I don't I, I, I got to be honest. I don't remember where I saw the ad, but I think it's called North North something is the name of the company or North Star. So I think it's North Star. And they come in with this uh, drone and the guy gets on a skateboard and, and the drone is flying behind him. And, it, you know, it's taking movies of him. 4K, it says. And lo and behold, sucker over here that's talking sees that it's only 69 says the first one under 100 dollars drone the price could be 89 whatever if you buy today 69 so i'm like you know what i'm gonna gonna send away for it man i've been trying to get a drone you know and um as i was sending away it told me i can get two for 59 each three for 49 each Uh and then I, i said okay this gets cheaper so i said let me send away for two man when I received it and I got really excited to go pick it up in the post office and I see the piece of garbage uh. that they sent me. It's like, it's made in China. It says, <laughs> no, it doesn't have a name. It just says quadcopter. It doesn't. Oh my God. It says HD quadcopter, man. I call PayPal and I'm like, I need to return this garbage, man. Like now. And, um, I don't know. The company must have known because the first thing they did, it was $138 with the tax and the shipping. They refunded me the same night. Wow. <laughs> so, they probably had a bunch of refunds. Yeah, oh. I mean, it was kind of crazy. So I, I still have the drones. I took one of them. I gave it to my grandson today because I go try it. You know, I figure it's a piece of junk. And the first thing it did, it almost cut my finger with a stupid little <laughs> propeller. I went to grab it and it took off because we couldn't get it to like work. <laughs> and it takes off when I'm about to grab it, just like uh, in the cartoons, the Roadrunner. Oh. You know how it is? He falls off the cliff and he's trying to get the propeller to shoot. <laughs> and then when he hits the ground, it goes. <laughs> you should have kept those copters, put House of the Unusual on it, and oh, you know, God. flew them around that chiller or something oh, or around God. the neighborhood. No, well, I got them after I came back from Chile. Oh, I got okay. them like a day or two ago. Yeah, you could have chopped some fingers off. Oh my gosh! But but <laughs> but I well, you know, one thing I'm going to tell you guys about Chiller. What I thought it was good about, and I enjoyed, was the fact that there were not that many people in there. Isn't that so you were able to talk to the movie stars. You were able to um, to basically, you know, see around. Now, one thing I'm going to tell you guys that blew my mind. Uh, what's the name of this girl from um, Baywatch? Uh, Donna. I think you know which one I'm talking about, Joe and, and Chuck. Donna. Yeah, Sox. you said you sent the pictures. I don't. She said she she used to work with Pamela Anderson when Pamela. I don't remember her. Uh... Yeah, I'm well, trying to I'm trying to think who that was. I know there's it, there, there was Yasmin Bleeth and. Uh, no, no, no. She has, her name is Donna O'Hara or something like that, or O something. Uh huh. But I mean, you're looking. The girl's got to be fifty plus. And I sent you guys the picture because I was like just blown back. I couldn't believe. I was like. Oh my god, like what a beautiful woman. Is it Donna DeErico? Yep, that's the one. Uh, okay. Is she that the one is that the one in the video that you sent me that you were hugging and, and stuff? Is that the no, one? No, that's that's that? that's Kyla Marone's daughter. Oh, is that the daughter? Oh man, that was funny. That was hilarious. Yeah, that, that's her daughter. No, the uh <laughs> the one that I'm talking about, the 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 it's the other one. I sent you the photographs. Okay. And Donna, what, what's her name again, Joe? Donna what? Donna Dierko. She's 53. That's, I mean, it's it's amazing. If you see her, my gosh, I think she was actually the one of the prettiest in the entire show. And there were quite a few of them in there because they had a lot of like the Playboy models. They had a lot of the um, stars. In fact, there's one there that I sent you that she's taking a picture with, uh, with Tammy uh, with short hair. She's a, a famous actress. When I, I saw her taking a picture, I didn't realize who she was. And my friend goes to me, that's Sophia something, I think they call. You know which I'm talking about, uh, Chuck? Did you see the picture? She has uh, short I, hair. I she she looks like a 19th. I mean, 
some of those people were pretty bad, man. They they don't age that well, you oh, know. Sure. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, even I got blown away with Tom Berenger. I was like, what? And Tom Berenger's a heck of a guy, though. He's a really nice fellow and everything. Nice, very nice man. Yeah. Yeah, but he he aged, you know. I mean, big time. Hey, sooner or later, we all hit the wall, you know. Wait a minute. That's not what Joe told <laughs> me, though. He said when I started in House of the Unusual. He said, Eddie, you will still look the same at the age of 100 as you do today. That's the only reason I, I joined House of the Unusual. I was told that I would never age. And yeah, that's the yeah because we go forever. Yeah. What is this? Are you? What are you sending me? Another <laughs> box of nothing. Yeah, well, it, it's called the – that's the whole thing. It's like every time we would buy a box of nothing, it would have some unusual things inside, which would be an unusual way of aging, you know? Oh, yeah. So, hey, but you guys uh, – but you guys mentioned Boris Karloff. I've always been a – I've always been a huge fan of his. I tell you, his his voice was so cool. Uh, the old, um, uh, the the uh, Doctor Seuss cartoon, The Grinch. Oh know, yeah, the, yeah. I mean, I mean, when he narrated that, that was too cool. And then the guy who did the Tony Tiger voice, he did the he did the parts on there too. You know what? He didn't get the proper credit for it, but you know what? Like he had a real deep voice. I mean, he would say. I wouldn't touch that with a thirty with a thirty four foot pole or something. Oh yeah, what the heck was his name? Was that was that Dallas? No, was it Dallas McKinnon? Maybe or or throw. I wonder if throw Ravenscroft. I think. That might that might that sounds. Yeah, I like think it was Ravenscroft. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you know he, he had a real deep voice and he did the he did the Tony Tiger. They're great. You know he did he did a lot of other um did, did he, he did do a lot of other Magoo? voices too. Didn't yeah. he do Mister Magoo? Ooh, I, I don't know. I don't know, to be honest with you. It doesn't you sound know, like it. I don't know. You have to check it out, Joe. You'd have to Google it. I don't know. You know, a lot of people don't get the credit they deserve. Like, no. when we were talking about Star Trek and stuff, that we had Dr. Boyajin on the, on the show, and we had Mike Mesmer. You know what we forgot to say? What's that? The only reason Star Trek got the go was because Lucille Ball gave it the go. Oh, that's you guys got to remember, Lucille Ball, a lot of people are unaware that she owned Paramount. She owned Desilu Productions. That's true, Desilu. And they made everything. And they, they owned part of Universal. Yeah. So the I Love Lucy show that a lot of people watch, very few people realize that I Love Lucy and Desi Arnaz gave the okay for Star Trek, for Lost in Space, for a lot of the shows that we grew up with. That's true. Because, if they, you know, they were wondering, should we play? And Lucy said, yeah, we'll have Star Trek, get, you know, let's give it a go. And she's the one that gave Star Trek a chance to even be on television. Yeah, yeah. What's true. Tur- well, you know what's bizarre about it, though? If you read the story, she sold Paramount and she sold Desi Lu along with him. And I, I believe they own part of Universal. Or they, but they sold it for like a hundred and something million bucks. It's wow. like you would never think or even imagine what they were selling would be worth billions yeah you never you know and um but that's a lot of things a lot of people don't realize i forgot to mention that to mike mesper because when he does the special maybe they forgot that but yeah i love lucy was the one that gave star trek a go on that yeah well he he sounded like he was pretty uh a pretty huge trekkie so i well yeah he probably does know that but that would be a good uh good thing to quiz him on so Michael, if you're listening to this cover years, you're not allowed to hear this. So we'll quit you next time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, and another thing I want to bring to you guys, uh, when I was over in um I, I what well, anyway, I'm in Chile and walking around, and you know, of course, there's a lot of things there. And of course, it was kind of funny because we were talking and the seven-foot monster robo plans came into action because the guy who showed me the shrunken head set of uh of you know Vincent Price from the original Shrunken Head uh, toy. Oh man, that's cool. A lot of comics have it advertising in the back. If you look, yeah, at 1970. He's the guy that knows the guy who has the robot plants. Oh no! And I go, did you see this guy Michael? And his name is Norm, and, and he's been. And a shout out to Norm. Norm. He's been he's been <laughs> doing flea markets and getting things for the longest period of time. And, you know, we've been friends for many, many years, for about 20-some, 30 years, whatever. And I, he goes to me, Eddie, I haven't even seen Michael in years. <laughs> and I'm like, that bastard, man. <laughs> he's got the plans and he's holding back, man. But man. anyway, you know what I wanted to tell you guys? Is like, <laughs> I came across one of the tables. And in one of the tables, they had, um, you know how there's a new um, Jolly Rogers series of model kits? 
I believe is uh, from Lindbergh. I'm not sure if, if Lindbergh owns the Jolly Rogers, but you know how they they've remade the novelty items. I'm sorry, the the model kits, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, right? And they remade the original Haunted Mansion kits, but they call it Haunted Manor, and they changed the Pirates of the Caribbean to uh, I don't know Jolly Roger Pirates. Oh, okay, they changed yeah. the name, but they reissued almost all those model kits. And I came across uh, one that is the Flying Dutchman. Now, the Flying Dutchman, I have quite a few model kits from Lindbergh. In fact, I have an original Lindbergh line from, I guess, the 1950s. In fact, I had two at one time, and I sold one on eBay, I think, for a little bit over $329. And, you know, I saw the model... And I was like, man, you know what? I like the artwork. Um, I'm going to see, should I buy it? Should I not? Now, the guy was asking, I think it was $45, because obviously it's going to triple in, in the theater, that, in, I mean, in Chilo Theater than if you buy it out in the street. So I, I go online and I go to Amazon and I find it for like, it was uh, $21. So I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to send away for it. But I, uh, now when I got the box today in the mail, I'm like, oh my God, this is a nice, you know, it has a nice piece of art in the front. But the reason I'm mentioning this this particular ghost ship is that I did not know. I have no idea when they started. I know very little of it before this week. But Russia has a line of model kits. I don't know what the name is of the of the line because obviously it's written in Russian. But they have the Flying Dutchman. They have two different Flying Dutchmans ghost ships, and. One of them cost me 60 bucks because, I mean, I, I got it on eBay. I thought I was going to get it like in a couple of days. Now it says it's going to arrive December 27th. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. But I also got the second one, Russia, which says it's going to be December the 8th. So I guess it's really coming from Russia. But I got to tell you guys, one, this is what I've learned. This is what I've experienced. When you, when you went to buy a poster especially the American posters from the 1920s, 30s, and 40s, whatever, any movie poster, America had some killer graphics. But the French and the Italians had something different. The French offered sometimes better graphics, but they had oversized posters. The regular American poster would be maybe 27 by 36, mm -hmm. or I'm sorry, or 27 by, uh, by 40. The biggest American posters, I think, were uh, something like 30 by, by 60, top 60 inches. You wouldn't get And these were like very special, rare locations. Mm -hmm. The French always did this 57 by 63 huge posters that look phenomenal, man. And it's kind of funny because, you know, how France, everything's kind of smaller. And mm -hmm. you, know, you would figure, why are they printing these huge posters? And then the Italians went a step ahead. Italians started producing this one and two and three sheets that were as long, as big as uh, 118 inches. Wow. By, uh, I forget how thick. Like, I bought this Frankenstein poster that has Frankenstein on a slab. And then there's like a lightning bolt coming from behind Dr. Frankenstein, who's looking at him. And it says something like, it's alive. I forget what it is. The poster cost me, if I remember at the time, 160 bucks on eBay. And it's 118 inches big. It's like a huge poster. So this time, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is that the French and the Italian had killer graphics that sometimes put the American version in shame. Isn't it something? Wow. It's, it's bizarre. But I'm going to say another thing to you. The Russians, they kicked butt this time. Because I had to buy it because I could not believe the type of artwork that this ship, this model kits from Russia have on the cover. I think I sent you guys some photos of it, give or take. I don't know. But it, it's phenomenal with, with the amount of how much effort they've put into this. Of course, it's a little expensive because you got to get it, you know, imported overseas, whatever. Eventually, I think it's going to make grounds in the United States because they're really phenomenal looking boxes, man. And if you're like me that likes to buy, I mean, how, let's be honest, Joe and Chuck, how many times have you bought a book? You don't care the contents just because the cover looks good. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know? uh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. And I got a, I got a few magic 
collectors, you know, I got and uh, window cards. Oh man, from the twenties, Carter, Carter, the uh, you know the vaudeville magician. And I tell you mm -hmm. what, uh, uh, the the window card is absolutely gorgeous. You know what? I'll I'll snap a picture and uh, send it to you guys. Uh, it's it's a stone uh, lithograph, and man, it is oh, it's unbelievable. It is unreal. If, wow. da if David's listening, you know he's going to be ringing your doorbell next week. <laughs> because <laughs> that's all, especially because a lot of people don't realize, and David explained it one time, stone lithograph is something that was done at the turn of the century. Mm -hmm. And when they when they etched those posters, not two posters look the same. Yeah, yeah. It's got a, an overlay because they actually printed them and they used, I forgot Dave explained better the, the process. But that's why some of those posters go for ninety, a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. But but you know what? It's it's bizarre. But the thing is, the graphics sometimes are just like so phenomenal. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's it's gorgeous, man. And you just buy it because of that. You know, I'm the guy Absolutely. that buys a cereal. Wow. Yeah. And I can see. You know what? And I can see that that did rub off on you, Eddie, because you know what? He's designing. You know these. You know the boxes for the magic. Uh, stuff that we're coming up with and man you're doing he's doing a great job uh, you're doing a fantastic job eddie and uh you know what like you. You know, and uh the 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 videos you know that you're posting too i mean the way the 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 intro man you really got a knack for that you're doing a fantastic job thank you sir you know you know what it is chuck i i really love uh especially and here's one thing that and, and i think i told you guys this story i'm not going to mention but there's a, a person who's a, actually an art director or the art department for a very famous channel of television. Yeah. And this person, and I, I can't mention it because, you know, like I said, he might be involved and we can't, you know, sure. especially if he's going to help out. But when one day he saw me, he goes, you know, I can get something like that done. And he comes back and brings me a jointed skeleton he produced in one day, <laughs> modern, looking really nice. And I said, there's a problem. People that are magicians, people that come back from the 70s or 60s that bought things over the mail, when they got a copy of the instructions, it was usually a staple pamphlet. Oh, yeah. And when people want the original stuff they grew up with, they want that original stuff looking like that. Isn't that strange? When, yeah. When you go modern, they kind of don't like that. I mean, yeah, they, want it, they want an original copy staple, but clearer, that maybe it's easier to read. Yeah, you know that's what people want. They want, but they still want the original looking thing. I agree. Yeah, and 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 then he comes back the next day. He makes the same skeleton. And it looks like a Beastly uh, from the company Beastly nineteen fifties. And you know, Chuck, and and this I know Joe knows. You know what I love the most about Halloween uh, pumpkins and ghosts from the nineteen fifties when is if you notice the ghost always is looking backwards and he's afraid. Yeah, right. He's scared. Right. Or the pumpkin is looking to the side and his his mouth is like open and like an arm. <laughs> that is fabulous, man. I love that. That's cool, man. That's cool, man. Hey, speak well, I'm glad you brought that up because speaking of the ghost, man, that's kind of the topic of our crypto classics oh. this week is the original 13 ghosts. I know Ooh. you guys have seen this one before. Yep. I got the glasses, Joe. I got the originals. So do I. As soon as I, you know, and, and I'll get into the glasses here in a little bit and, and how I, I got mine. But, yeah, the, you got to have the glasses, man. But, all right, so we'll get into it. 13 Ghosts. This is the original. It's a supernatural horror film released by Columbia Pictures on June 22nd, 1960 and stars Rosemary DeCamp, John Van Drelen, my favorite actress, Margaret Hamilton, Charles Herbert, Martin Milner, Joe Morrow, and Donald Woods. It was directed and produced by William Castle, written by Rob White, and had an estimated budget of $1.5 million. Just a brief synopsis of the, the movie. The uh, reclusive Dr. Zorba has died and left his eerie mansion to his pen penniless nephew, Cyrus Zorba, and his family. Along with the house, the Zorba family has also inherited the occultist collection of 13 ghosts who can only be seen through Zorba's special goggles. The family members, their lives at risk upon the discovery that Dr. Zorba's fortune lies hidden somewhere in the house, receive aid from unexpected quarters as the threat to their lives is revealed. 
Now, if you were in the uh, movie theater during this time, and even if you could find it on the DVD, um, William Castle he uh, spoke before the, he spoke before the movie to the audience members, um, and he instructed them on how to use the illusional glasses because everyone that came into the uh, the movie theater was given a pair of the illusional glasses. So the top portion contained a strip of red cellophane and was labeled "Ghost Viewer." The bottom strip was of cellophane was labeled ghost remover. <laughs> so William Castle, he instructed the audiences uh, before the movie, when a blue filter covers a screen, use the red lens. If you want to see the ghost, if you don't believe in ghosts or are afraid to look, then look through the blue lens. And this was his, he, you know, William Castle, he was known as the King of gimmicks. So this was a, a gimmick of his, and you could still find these illusional glasses on eBay for a, a decent price. Uh, they're they're really cool. Right after you know, I did a um, I did an article back in Scary Monsters number one eighteen, the Ghastly Ghosts and Spooky Specters issue. It was the the Halloween issue for last year. So I did an article on thirteen ghosts. And after watching the movie several, I watched it several times. So I absolutely loved it. And like I said, Margaret Hamilton, she's one of my favorite classic uh, actresses. Oh, yeah, and true. um, and, and it's real great because they throw a a um a, a nod to her role as the wicked witch uh in the wizard of oz in the 13 ghosts movie uh so you really have to kind of catch you'll, you 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 can't miss it in there if you're a fan of both you'll you'll really catch it in there she plays a great uh character small role but it, it's it's very i get into a lot more of that into the article um so if you guys able to find that issue back issue online number 118 i, I really get into uh, the gimmicks of the the movie, um, how the the Lugino viewer was used, and a little bit about the actors and actresses in the movie. But I tell you what, I after watching and reviewing it, I had to buy the glasses, and it's just I watched the movie so many times, just using those glasses over and over. And if you if you're unable to find a pair of those glasses, just grab a pair of 3D glasses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just use them on one eye, the red or the blue uh, cellophane mm-hmm. on them. They work just as well. If you don't have them, you could still see the the ghosts kind of. They're, they're real light. Mm-hmm. So you, you're still able to see them without the uh, the viewer as well. But No, no Joe, Joe if, 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 if I don't I get, get the viewers, viewers, I don't want it. Uh, <laughs> it has to be the ghost viewer. I think, they, I think they made a, I think they made a remake. Well, we're getting feedback. I think well, they made Joe, a there, there's a ghost in the thing. Whoever is I'm, watching or listening, if you put on glasses, you'll be able to see on your radio live ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to lower this volume a little bit. Hey, Joe, didn't they make a remake with Tony Shalhoub about 15 years ago, 13 Ghosts? Yeah, I tell you what, and that was a um, – I'm not, a, you know, I'm not always a big fan of – of newer movies, but this was, I, I thought this one was a pretty good one and pretty spooky. It came yeah, that, out was, of, that was really cool. Like he, there was gears turning in all different directions on the floor. Yeah. And, uh, oh man. And the ghosts they came up with, uh, there were, there was, there was, there was really violent ones that were trapped and, and they had to, uh, they had to keep away from them. It was, a, it was a cool movie. Yeah. I tell you what, it, it, the, the special effects and all that were, were really great. And it, uh, I remember, and, and I, it's been a while since I've seen it. I, I do have it on DVD because I, I like the movie. But I remember, remember the girl, she had the cage around her head? Yeah, yep, I remember oh, that. Man, that was, I man, I might have to watch that one tonight when we're done, yeah. <laughs> when we're done podcasting here because that was a, it was really cool. And I tell you what, it was, um, it was very different than the original. And they kind of, ca- they kind of, uh, stayed a little bit with the story mm-hmm. but you know just modernized it some and the special effects like i said were were fantastic i, I oh, thought it was, was a great a, movie it was a fantastic movie man you know something funny though when you're saying that uh, when you say gears and, and stuff it brought to my attention which i almost forgot to mention in chiller i'm walking in and there's a, there's one particular guy that he sells posters and lobby carts and something that i forgot the name of it i actually didn't, you know, let's be honest, I've heard it before, but it ne- didn't stick in my mind. They're called photo ops. And what a photo op is, is instead of a lobby car, it's slightly bigger. And sometimes they, the photo ops, just like the posters in Italy, 
and, and France were bigger when they made lobby cards, they named them, I think, if I'm correct, I could be wrong in what I'm saying, but I think my friend told me they named them photo ops because they're slightly bigger than lobby cards. Right. And lo and behold, the guy had two from Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein in the lobby card thing, so wow. like the photo ops. Cool. And I go to the guy, I knew he was going to whack me with a crazy price. I go, what do you want for those two originals? He says, well, the one to the left has all the monsters in it, the Wolfman, Glenn Strange, uh, Dracula, and Frankenstein with Costello and Abbott. He says, I want 375 for that. The one in the right that only had, you know, Abbott and Costello and whatever, he said, and maybe two of the monsters, he says, I want 325 for that. And he says, if you had those in the American version, they'd be t- they'll be about three times the cost. Now, here's the funny thing about this. On the left side, each of them had the Frankenstein monster. If I remember, uh, it, it shows Abbott and Costello in cartoons climbing up to it and kind of looking inside the head of Frankenstein. Uh. So it reminded me of that particular Bugs Bunny cartoon where the guy who looks like, a, I don't know if it's, what's the name of this actor that has the big eyes? He goes, yes. You know, uh, he's, oh, Peter, Peter Laurie. Yeah, Peter Laurie. Uh, they, there was the scientist, and he was building that big robot with the big uh, light bulb eyes. Oh, man, that was hilarious. Okay, you know how he climbs the robot with the light? <laughs> That's how they have those two. And they were looking into, I think, the Frankenstein's head. And I go to my friend, oh, my gosh, I got, I got to get. So I got into this kind of a, what do you say, not a frenzy. I got into this um mindset that I was about to almost drop and, and try to offer the guy, I was going to offer, would you take 500 for the two? And my friend grabbed me and said, Eddie, get away, man. You could probably find better copies. They're a little dull. Get, he said, what are you, that's a lot. And then I said, you're right, man. But I left there and I'm like going all over the internet trying to get the images so I can produce my own, even if they're not real, because it was really nice, man. But it's funny, every time you get any original Abbott and Costello stuff, it's just crazy what they're asking for. Oh, it's so um, yeah. Hold That Ghost. Now, here's, this is funny. Hold That Ghost is, my opinion, one of the funniest Costello films. And it is my favorite. Uh, second to that is Meet Frankenstein. Yeah. Uh, but I like Hold That Ghost a little better. Not too much, but I could watch Hold That Ghost a couple of times and, and Meet Frankenstein, you know, a couple of times. But I'll, I'll, I'll gravitate to Hold That Ghost. Now, one thing I'm going to tell you, and, and but like I said, don't get me wrong. I I, I love them equally. You can't be can't be one without the other. You know that song. You got to have one without. The whole thing is that I was trying for the longest time to get a decent. Now the American posters aren't that really cool for Hold That Ghost. In fact, Hold That Ghost was only ever released on VHS tape, and it was released on the box set that has the Abbott and Costello, uh, Costello movies. But Hold the Ghost was never itself released on DVD. But I'm saying just the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to get a poster, and now the movie, I believe, was 1943 when they filmed it. It was like their second or third movie. Mm-hmm. To get anything that's it's even American, whatever, is hundreds of dollars. Now, the Italian version, I got to tell you, of Hold That Ghost, and the French, I, I don't remember the French right now. I'm not going to say, but it is phenomenal. It is super cool, man. And I have to somehow blow myself up one of those posters because they're great, man. The artwork, I mean, the people that just, I, I guess here's the difference between, I think, then and now. Now they do things, but since it's all mostly animated and people, yeah. there's not really artistic value in it because it's done through programs that are already accidentally oh yeah even draw if you're not an artist it kind of loses its original touch but you know guys the art of italy and the art of france and one thing i'm going to tell you guys take a look at the french version this is the best thing i can tell people look at the house on haunted hill by our favorite vincent price Mm -hmm. look at the american version there's about two there's one red there's this guy or girl holding a skeleton where he's hanging or a skeleton holding a uh, somebody hanging in the background. Right. And look at the French version. 
where the skeleton is standing behind the blonde woman and it's all blue. I had I spent five hundred dollars for that poster and now it goes for like three thousand. Even if you look at the original bat, the bat from Vincent Price with Agnes Moorhead mm-hmm. in the French version, just look at it. It's green. It looks like it can glow in the dark. Those two posters, if anybody is listening out there, will see what I'm talking about, the art of America versus France. Mm-hmm. Because there's no, it's it's like... There's no comparison. It's like you getting a chance to go out with I Dream of Jeezy back in the day, or you would take uh, Wonder Woman. Now, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's a good question, but I will probably take I Dream of Jeezy. <clears throat> but the, the thing is, they're both beautiful. They're both great. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, I gravitate to oh, yeah. the French versions. Um, you stay quiet there, Joe. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, uh, we talked about we talked about magic posters a little bit. You know what? There was a vaudeville magician, which I'm sure you heard of, Dante. And uh man, he was he was really great. But anyway, he he traveled uh, primarily all through Europe and so forth. And I think it was Czechoslovakia. He he toured out there extensively, and for some reason he could not take his money out of the country. I don't know exactly what happened. So what he did was instead of making posters and stuff like that. He he had a trunk book uh, printed up, and I actually have one of these. It's it, it you know what, it's 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 a real cool book. It's huge, I mean it's a it's about maybe sixty or seventy pages, feet long, and it's what? about yeah, it's about three feet long. It's Dante's trunk book, and it's about it's about an inch thick. You know what? It has it has pictures that he put in there. You know, uh, of like a lot of his shows uh, back when he was growing up. His uh, philosophy on life. Uh, he explained how he 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 came out on stage one time and he had a terrible pain going down his left leg. And at that time, chiropractors were like just you know just coming out. And so he went to an experimental procedure. He explains, and he just pushed on him, and he felt like a hundred percent better. You know what? You know what? It just it just tells a lot of stories and everything. But check it out. It's called Dante's Trunk Book. You you should send me a picture of that. I've never seen or heard. Yeah, of it. you know what? It's a very interesting book. It was printed in about nineteen. I'm just guessing. I mean, like if Dave was listening, they you know I'm sure I'm sure that Dave would know the exact date, but I think it's 1932, if well, I'm not mistaken. But it's a huge book. It's interesting, man. Very interesting. Well, you know what, Chuck? You're bringing in this magician posters and stuff. Let me tell you the truth. If you look at some of the Robert Houdin posters, they're phenomenal. Oh, oh my! Those posters, the art on that. But then again, oh. it's France. You know, it's France. Yeah. But hey, I guys, tell you- hey guys, I gotta chime in here real quick because we're at the bottom of the hour, so I'm gonna oh. wrap this up. As usual, it went real quick, so we'll have to continue this on next time. But uh, real fast before we wrap up, uh, the new issue of Scary Monsters 124 is available for pre-order at mymoviemonsters.com. Uh, with this issue, and I, I think I have an article in this one. I, I'm, I'm hoping it went through on. Uh, well, I'm not going to give it away just in case it is in there, so it'll be a surprise, and you'll be the first to, guys to hear about it here on House of the Unusual. But with this, they have two covers. So if you're a subscriber or you want to subscribe, you'll get a cover for the Thing from Another World, 1951, and the regular newsstand cover will be from the movie The Thing, 1982. But don't worry if you're you're not you'll hopefully you'll be able to find them maybe on the secondary market both covers but you know go on there and subscribe and get this really cool cover and you know help support a real good classic horror and sci-fi magazine because there's not many magazines out there. Also, don't forget to check us out at houseoftheunusual.com. Join our forum site. Check us out on YouTube as well. Subscribe to our channel. We're trying to get as many subscribers as possible. Let's let's try to hit a thousand before year's end. So tell all your friends, your relatives, your dog, your cat, everyone else to subscribe to our channel. And let's let's see if we could reach a thousand by 2022. I'm I'm thinking we could do it. We got a lot of good listeners out there, a lot of good people. So I, I'm thinking we'll, we'll be don't okay. forget uh, if you have a bat as well. Yeah, if you have a bat or a ghost. I know you guys got 13 ghosts somewhere, so grab them out. Absolutely. So, all right, Chuck, Eddie, thanks for joining us. Before before we close, we got 30 seconds. I just want to ask one thing. uh, Chuck, do you remember that old magician poster that has a bunch of ghosts and it says they fly over the audience? That's my favorite. 
Oh, I remember that. It was beautiful. Who was that? Who who, who did that particular poster? <laughs> That's a good question. I'm not well, sure. I guess we'll have it for another show because we ran out of time. Well, everybody, God bless. Take care. Have a beautiful week. Until yeah. next time. All right. Hey. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care, guys, and everybody out there. Thanks for listening and for joining us and, sub- and subscribe to us on all your uh, your favorite podcast platforms. Thank you and good night. Good night. Good night.